Good morning, squad. Welcome back to Mad Mizzy Sports Morning Show. Happy Friday. Have a safe, productive, fun weekend. But we're back to start off episode 19. And our rundown for episode 19, of course, is going to be the breakdown for Thursday night football of the Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. Then, of course, I got to go into my breakdown of the Niners at the Broncos because every Friday, y'all know, I got to break down my Niners and my Michigan Wolverines game this upcoming weekend. You dig what I'm saying? So following that Niners breakdown, I'm going to break down Maryland in the big house at my Michigan Wolverines this Saturday. And, of course, I got to end it off, finishing it off with Ime Udoka officially being suspended for the 2022-2023 NBA season and what that means for the Boston Celtics moving forward. Let's dive right into it, you dig what I'm saying? Now, to recap Thursday Night Football, it was really a perfect example of what I expected from this game. In the first half, like I said, if they can run the ball, open some running lanes for Najee Harris, keep the ball, get some first downs, then they can make it a game. They were winning the first half. They won the first half, 14 to 13 by one point. But then you come out in the second half, you go three and out. You get a ball right back to, to the Cleveland Browns and they march down the field for almost the entire third quarter. So they only had, I believe, one possession in the third quarter, maybe two, and they went three and out. So that was, to me, the difference in the game was when they came out from the first half to the second half. The Steelers couldn't run the ball. They couldn't get anything going on offense. And the Cleveland Browns did what I said they were going to do all game, which every team knows they're going to do. And that's going to be able to run the ball. Jacoby Brissett played a brilliant game, got the ball where it needed to go. David Njoku had a great game. Uh, Amari Cooper had a great game besides the two drops. That team looks scary. I see why now they went out and did all they did to get Deshaun Watson because with Deshaun Watson, oh, next year, I can't even think about what this team will be next year with Deshaun Watson having a full offseason, knowing he'll be able to play. It's going to be very, very scary. But like I said, the Steelers have also been very underwhelming this year. This year. Offense sputtered again in the second half. They came out, they was good when they was going fast paced, was on schedule and all that, but they came out second half, couldn't get anything going. Defense getting gashed all over the all over the field, but when you missing the defense one of the defensive player of the year candidates and TJ Watt, you expect the defense to falter a little bit, especially against a team like the Cleveland Browns. Like they they, they do got two horses back there in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So with Nick Chubb having what 113 yards rushing off 23 carries. They had 100. They had 171 rushing yards overall as a team. You think about the Steelers went one for nine on third down. That's a recipe for disaster against a running team like the Cleveland Browns. That's going to pound you. That's <laughs> a recipe for disaster. You look at the Cleveland Browns. They weren't too much better at six for 16 on third down, but they were three for four in the red zone, meaning they took advantage of their trips inside the 20. So. That was uh, what I expected. Um, it was a little bit closer. Uh, the, the score would kind of skew it a little bit with it being 29-17 because of that end of the game turnover. But, yeah, it, it was basically what I expected. The Steelers came out in the first half and played the game that I said would give them a chance to win. In the second half, they just couldn't keep it up. Let's move on to the 49ers at the Denver Broncos. Sunday night football, primetime. Let's get it, fellas. Hey, man, this is a um, cross game for me, especially when Peyton was there and all that. But 
not no more. Not no more. It's all Niners all day. George Kittle has had his career game against the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos just started off very slow this year. They're not going to beat us scoring 16 or 17 points like they did in week one or week two. So... Me, I see us coming out making a statement win, which makes me feel so bad for Trey Lance because I feel like he would have been leading this statement win. A great, huge win over Russell Wilson would have had the whole, all the national analysts coming around. Oh my goodness, look at Trey Lance. But Jimmy G is going to get that glory. The um, offense is going to play well. We're expecting George Kittle to come back. The defense is going to play lights out. We got Nicky Bosa on the outside. Russell Wilson, and it seems like that offense is still trying to catch up with each other and get some continuity together. Like I said, they haven't been scoring any points, really. They almost lost to the Texans last week. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I see us coming into mile high and getting a dominating win. I'm going to say almost like in our Super Bowl year. You remember when the Cleveland Browns started off good that year as well? We played them early in the year and we dominated them in Cleveland. I see that kind of type win like 31-10, something like that, 31-13 dominating win just because the, the Broncos aren't at their peak right now and I feel like my Niners are, they're almost like, get, like a healthy team that wants to finish what happened last year. Especially with Jimmy in there now, so it's almost like that old crew. You don't have to worry about Trey Lance feeling no type of way because it's not like he got benched. He just got unfortunately hurt. So I think my Niners are going to come out like a buzzsaw on Sunday Night Football to beat on the Denver Broncos. Let's move on to Maryland at Michigan. This is going to be our first kind of test. It's not going to be a real test. Maryland is good. They're not nearly as good as my Michigan Wolverines as far as roster goes. I believe Tua's little brother is the quarterback for the Maryland Terrapins, but um, I, I, I'm not fearing him too much. I, I do believe he's a lot more athletic and, a, and has a lot stronger arm, but he still has that slender, small frame. So, I mean, we got to watch over for the for the deep passes and all that. But as far as running and all that, I'm not too scared because he if he gets hit, he's going to he's going to crumble. So they're going to have to protect him. That's going to be imperative. But I also see a dominating win for my Michigan Wolverines. Maybe not 50 plus points again. But hey, if we put up 50 again on a Big Ten opponent and the Maryland Terrapins, hey, uh, we looking at this offense like they might be the best one in the country. You feel what I'm saying? Shout out J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards. Yeah, those young boys out there, Cornelius um, Johnson, all those dudes, Ronnie Bell. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on. Our, our, our team is stacked, you feel me? And I really like all those dudes. The, my favorite of them all, though, is Blake Corum. He had a huge game last week. I see him having a huge game again this week. I see him being a very good NFL running back prospect if he continues to go in the trajectory that he's going in. He's stacked. He's low center gravity, thick thighs. You feel what I'm saying? Nobody wants to tackle him. He reminds me of a miniature chub. When you look at those, those quads... As me as a D-back, I be looking like, man, y'all linebackers better tackle this man. I'm not tackling dude. He's not breaking my neck with those quads. You tripping. You feel what I'm saying? But I'm going to see a, um, I'm going to say 42-17 dominating win. 42-17 Michigan against Maryland. Saturday night. Let's end off episode 19, Mad Mizzy Sports Morning Show with, we got to end it with the official news of Ime Udoka being suspended for the 2022-2023 NBA season for breaking the guidelines handed down by the Boston Celtics. What does this mean for the Boston Celtics? I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Yesterday, I spoke on this as if this man was a single man. I got to touch on this, man. This is just, this what makes it even more stupid is that you're married. They're saying that the woman you were sleeping with was married. 
Y'all work for the same organization and y'all wondering why it leaked out. Y'all wondering why people know. Because at the end of the day, y'all probably was doing stuff around the facilities. Like nobody, like y'all not, nobody is, is dumb. You feel what I'm saying? People probably see y'all creeping out of each other condos one, two in the morning. Y'all both staying late. Oh no, I'm gonna stay with E-May tonight. Sis, what you about to do with him? My man said he drawing plays. What you about to do with him? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so to me, it's just mind boggling to see that this man is married. Not just married, married to a successful woman. Not just to a successful woman, a beautiful successful woman. Not just a beautiful successful woman. Nia Long. You feel what I'm saying? Now that's not to say that, oh, because you're married to a certain person that we don't have our wants and our needs and we still don't slip up. But it's also to say like, brother, you gotta be smarter than that. You gotta be smarter than that. You feel what I'm saying? This is your first year as an NBA head coach and you got caught sleeping with the boss's wife. Supposedly. Supposedly. That's 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 just that's just disrespectful. And as for why Boston may have released that information instead of just suspending them, because it's going to get released anyway. It's too many employees that know what's going on. So why would you hide the fact of why you're suspending email you don't, especially in this high turbulent time of race and this, that, and the third? No, we're gonna put it out there. Hey, my man slipped up, he made a personal mistake. We're gonna suspend him for the season, and that's it. You don't want no extra people. Connecting this dot with this dot of, oh, well, he's a, a black coach. He just went to the NBA Finals. No, this is why he's getting suspended for the entire year. And we expressed what our guidelines were and our expectations were before hiring him. So, yeah, man. That, that, to, to me, it was just, like I said yesterday, just a stupid, stupid move by Ime. And then for you to slip up and get dirty and had that that laundry aired out in the air because you had to sleep with a woman in your in, in, in the same organization you work with i guarantee if you slept with somebody else it's not this big news but because of somebody in the organization y'all were in the finals y'all lost the finals you're married she's married you can make the case that maybe you get jason tatum going if you're not so focused on getting his shorty draws you can make the case maybe jalen brown don't have so jason tatum and jalen brown don't have so many turnovers because you hold them to a standard if they don't see you bumping uglies with, 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 with main man wife. You feel what I'm saying? So it's a lot of things that goes into it, especially, like I said, when you end the season the way you did, losing three straight games to the Golden State Warriors when you were on the cusp of winning your uh, NBA Finals in your first year as a head coach. So what does this mean for the Boston Celtics moving forward? It doesn't bode well. Ime Udoka is possibly, was possibly the second best coach in the game last year behind Steve Kerr. So to see him come back and, and well, to see this Boston Celtics be able to come back but not be able to come back and even grow more with Ime Udoka in his system is is going to be detrimental to their growth. There's no other way around it. And, no, and we don't even know how he's going to be received or perceived when he gets back. We don't know. So to me, it's going to have a rippling effect. It's going to be very interesting to see how everything plays out in this situation as far as I mean, personally, I hope they can be able to work through that because I don't think, I mean, everybody slips up. Everybody has mistakes. We all have our temptations and all that. So I hope he can fix that with Nia Long unless it was a thing where he maybe he wasn't happy or Nia Long is, no, is, is noticing more things. But I don't want one thing to end that personally. But professionally, it's going to be very interesting to see how people are going to look at him now. You get what I'm saying? Like that, you just put a black mark on your professional resume in your first time as the leader of a, of a franchise. So... That's just that's just not a good sign and it doesn't bode well for his future, especially if he can't come back and get Boston right back going in 2020, what would it be, 2023, 2024.
or if this year some other coach comes in and, and leads them to the finals or something, it, it doesn't bode well for him. So, um, I'm, I'm, I mean, we all make mistakes, but hey, you gotta suffer the consequences for those mistakes as well. Y'all know what it is, though. Mad Busy Sports Morning Show Friday Edition. Have a safe, beautiful, fun, productive weekend. Make sure y'all get back to me on Monday. You feel what I'm saying? Busy World Entertainment. Like, comment, share, subscribe, alert, gang.